You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 282. In this episode, I share with you how you can become a TEDx speaker. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is my story on how I became a TEDx speaker and how you can become a TEDx speaker too. I've shared my TEDx journey in numerous ways before, but since I know how many of you listeners want to become a TEDx speaker, I wanted to share with you again. And if you are ready for more, not just become a TEDx speaker, but literally transform your life and business, then you are ready for a mastermind. Check out my mastermind programs by heading over to sign.com forward slash 282. How do you become a TEDx speaker? This is a question I get asked a lot, especially after people have seen my TEDx talk and wondered how I got to this place of giving a talk when my business was pretty fresh and I was not really known. Well, that's a funny story. I had started to give webinars, weekly webinars, and on each webinar, I shared a bit of my background, that I was from Iceland, living in Switzerland, and actually my goal with my business was to live in both places and help female entrepreneurs take their passion to profits. Now, after about eight or 10 webinars, I decided to finally kind of find out what my audience wanted from me. So I offered free online business strategy sessions and 90 people booked a session and one of those 90 people happened to be on the board of TEDx Zurich Women. Now I didn't know that when I talked to her first. For 20 minutes or so I helped her with her business. She was very happy. She later even sent me a spa voucher because she was so happy with the advice she got for free. And just as we're about to wrap up our session, she asks me, would you be interested to speak at TEDx Zurich Women? And I'm like, yes, of course I'm interested. And then she tells me she's sitting on the board and she's reaching out to interesting people. And one of those people was me. And I asked her back, well, what do I need to do? Well, even if I've asked you, she said, you still need to apply because there are more people on the board than me and everyone will find at least six people to apply, but in the end, we'll only pick six or eight speakers. So how do I apply? I asked. Well, you write down the idea for your talk. You send us a video, an example of you speaking. And basically 
have an idea worth spreading. And I thought to myself, well, that doesn't sound too hard, but still, it was like doing a test. So I knew that I wanted to share stories. I'm a natural storyteller. I've been telling stories since I was six years old. And actually that came to me, that one of the stories I wanted to share was my dream of becoming an author, six years old, but then not following up on that dream. I also wanted to share that my why came out of frustration of seeing women not following their dreams. So I had all these stories. I pulled a few pointers together. I didn't have a video to share of me speaking. So what I did, I put up my camera and basically recorded a video of me telling about when I discovered my why. When I was 16 years old and heard women in my age now, 40 something, sharing all the reasons why they had not followed their dream. And this was one of the reasons I had started my business to make sure that we don't have any women not following their dreams. Well, the application was accepted and I was going to become a TEDx speaker. Even if you're not asked to be a TEDx speaker, you can apply. Many TEDx events allow open applications. Some are closed applications like this one in Zurich, but so many around the world are open application. So you go to the TEDx website and you scan for all the events in your area, or if they're close enough that you can fly over there or take a train. And then you see if some of them have an open application. Maybe you find an event in your city and you would really love to speak there, but they have a closed application. Well, the question is, do you know someone who has spoken at TEDx before? That's easy to find out. You Google the TEDx event from your town where you want to speak and you will see the speakers. Like in my case, we were eight speakers at my event. You could contact these speakers. It's not too difficult to find them over Facebook or Twitter. Message them and ask them, who were you in touch with when you were doing your event? Then... Maybe you even ask them, could you make an introduction? I would really like to speak. And please share a story before you get to the point of asking them to help you. Tell them why they should care. And then after this person had helped to make an introduction, then of course you have to pitch again why you should become a speaker. Typically, TEDx speakers are not professional speakers. It is often a platform where you actually become a speaker afterwards, but not necessarily beforehand. We love to see at TEDx people who have not spoken before. Sometimes there are a few speakers in between and they sometimes even sound too professional. So you will actually fall in love with those who are not regular speakers. And don't be afraid to apply. There are so many TEDx events all over the world and often it's easier to get into the smaller events and if that goes well it is actually not unlikely that you can speak again. TEDx is not like a one-time thing. You can speak at another TEDx event at some point. 
And the dream is, of course, to speak at TED, which is the original event. So even before you apply, you need to know what is your idea worth spreading. So I suggest you write down your story. What is the story you want to tell? What is unique or different about your story? Again, what is the idea worth spreading? It needs to be an idea that is bigger than you. TEDx is not about promoting your business, even if it can have impact on your business. It has to be bigger than you. The idea is something that lives on well beyond you and your business. Think about how you can connect with your audience, how you can take the audience on a journey, how you can take quotes and examples from others, not just use your own story, but also other people's stories or examples, even from famous people that you and your audience might know. If you have any statistics that prove your idea, then even better. And repeat your idea again and again in your script. Check your script for quotables from yourself and know them upfront. And what I love when I think about writing emails or doing podcast episodes or speaking, start in the middle of the action. When you're preparing for a TEDx talk, <laughs> you always think you have enough time. I think I had about two or three months. You know, I was asked in November if I wanted to be a speaker and the event was in May. So it was like six months. But of course, I still had to apply. So I think it was about... January, February timeframe that I really knew for sure that I was going to speak. And I thought, well, that's ample time. Well, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun and suddenly you don't have enough time to prepare. So start as early as possible. Write down a script as soon as possible. Take the time to reflect and rethink and rewrite. It's going to take many, many turns until you have the perfect script. And what I did, I actually had to throw my complete script away and start from scratch. Not completely start with a new idea, but my first scripts were just not good enough. And then I went away and I could almost like download the script from my head. So I would say you have your outline ready several weeks in advance. Have your outline reviewed. Practice your talk alone and in front of your family and friends. I find this piece actually most difficult. I'd rather speak in front of 100 people than two. So I can feel with you doing this. Record yourself. Or if you don't have anyone locally, do it on Skype or Zoom. Memorize the script with some memory techniques. TEDx is all about not having any notes and any signature talk for that matter. It's about you really knowing your talk word by word. I had never done anything like that. You know, now I'm not a professional speaker, but I had spoken a few times before and I always had just a few notes and I would kind of remember what I was going to say. But having a script like in TEDx, where you memorize every single sentence, that was totally new to me. And two, three days before, I didn't even remember everything. So my sister told me about this memory technique. So I should imagine my home 
and walk through it and imagine crazy things instead of the sentences that I had to remember. And if I forgot something, I'll just add another crazy thing. So for instance, on my fridge was a leaking clock, you know, the Salvador Dali clock that leaks in his, one of his paintings. Then there was a candle on my stove. There was a car flying through the window. There was a big ice cone going through another window. There was a swimming pool inside my dining table. These were all kind of just memories for me to remember my talk, and it worked brilliantly. Also, think about hiring a coach. Now, there are some coaches that are really good at helping you craft your signature talk, like a TEDx talk, and there are even special TEDx coaches. And I would say you hire one of those because a TEDx talk is very different from a typical talk at a conference. And then there are other people who can help you with the actual speaking, the pronunciation, moving your hands, looking into people's eyes. I had a coach to help me with my script. Uh, she was a client at the time as well, so that was kind of a win-win situation for us. And she had been running a TEDx event in another location in Switzerland, so she knew a lot about TEDx talks and how the script should be. It also helped to get the book, Talk Like Ted. That book really helped me getting clear on the difference between a TEDx talk and a regular signature talk. I didn't hire a coach for the actual speaking. I had done Dale Carnegie. I was a certified Dale Carnegie trainer many, many years ago. And through Dale Carnegie, I really learned how to look into people's eyes, how to move or not move my arms, and you know, showing a presence on stage. All these things were kind of came almost natural to me. If it doesn't come natural to you, definitely get someone to give you some guidance. It will make a huge difference once you stand on that stage. You have to learn how to deliver a TEDx talk. You think about the tone of voice. Just listening to me on the podcast, my tone goes up and down and maybe sometimes low. And then I can get excited. And this is what you have to do when you want to deliver a great TEDx talk. Think about your gestures, how you open up your arms. You embrace your whole audience and don't have a closed, you know, form pulling your hands in front of your body. Sometimes the audience is kind of all over the place. And that was the situation with me when I gave my talk. I had an audience to my left and to my right and my front. And that's quite challenging. So I always had to kind of make sure people on my left, I was paying attention to them and in the front and to the side. So these are the things you have to think of. You have to embrace your whole audience. And even... If you're giving a talk and there's a time limit on it, 18 minutes in a TEDx talk, think of pauses. A talk is much more powerful if you give it a break. A little break will give people time to think about what you just said. On purpose, my talk was 13 minutes. Now, why did I make sure it was 13 minutes? because I didn't want to go into a time constraint with the 18 minutes. So while I was giving my talk, I never ever had to watch the clock because I knew even if I would take a break or make a pause, 
I would never ever go over 13, 14 minutes. I had practiced it many times. Your state's presence is really important. Having a straight back, wearing comfortable clothes, think about your shoes, your colors, everything. You are there giving the talk of your lifetime. And it's not just what you say, but it's also how you appear to the audience. Do you appear self-confident? Do you really know what you're talking about? And one thing where I really made a mistake, I can really laugh about it now, but at the day when I gave my TEDx talk, I thought, oh, why did I do that? So once I'd given my talk, I was so happy about being finished without forgetting a sentence and all that stuff that I rushed off stage. But when you give a talk, allow people to give you applause, to clap their hands, to look at you and you just stand still and wait for the host to come on the stage and say thank you. I was in such a rush to get off the stage. I was so happy to be finished that I forgot this. So actually, in my TEDx video, this is cut off to make sure, well, I'm not standing on stage anymore through the clapping. I was just basically running off stage. It's quite funny when you think of it. Make sure you don't do that mistake. So once your talk is over, and of course, it's nice in the audience, you get the feedback and and uh, assuming that everything went the way you want, there's nothing for you to worry about. You know, me, I was thinking about me. Oh, I should have been standing there waiting for them to clap. And I also mixed up one word that nobody noticed, of course, except me. But all of these things, other people don't notice. It's just you and your lizard brain trying to find something bad about your performance. I have not seen a single TEDx performance that was bad, honestly. I think everyone gives their best. And it's just our own internal chatter that will make us think we didn't do a good job. But it's a small audience that actually sees you live. It could be 50 people, 100 people, 200, 500, depends on the event. The real stuff happens when your video gets published. And that is also really depending on the event and the cooperation they have with the video team. I had to wait over two months for my video to go live. I think I checked every single day. And probably you don't need to do that. You will probably get an email when it's released. But then you need to be ready. And I was kind of ready and not ready at the same time. I had upgraded my website, so I already had the TEDx images to use, so I was ready for that. I had a page ready, sigrun.com forward slash TEDx, just to embed the video. And yeah, beyond that, I was not really like, okay, how do I promote this? So I want to give you several tips so you're not as unprepared as I was. So first of all, share on social media and make sure you ask for shares. People are really happy when somebody gives a TEDx talk. It doesn't feel like somebody's selling anything. So we happily share a TEDx talk with someone else. And what is good if your TEDx talk is not 18 minutes, but rather 13 or even shorter, we even watch the TEDx talk before we share it. Then you boost your social media post to reach a larger audience. I think my TEDx post with the embed link to YouTube was seen about 100,000 people. Of course, I paid for that 
uh, reach, but it was very cheap reach because as soon as you include TEDx, then it's not so expensive to create Facebook ads. Also, write your email list right away and ask them to share. This is a very short email, just a link to your video, and then you want them to share. And they will be so happy to share for you. And then you can, after a week, email your list again and tell them how many people have viewed the videos and how thankful you are for the support. And you can give them some insights, like I am giving you now what you learned from giving a TEDx talk. I also want you to write personally to people with big networks and ask them to share. Now, I'm assuming you're friends with these people already. Don't ask someone to share that you don't know and have never interacted with before. That's just rude. But building a network, building connections over time and then asking for a favor like that, that's the correct way. Contact people who might have media connections. Maybe you know someone who's good at PR or has PR connection. Be ready to talk to media about your talk. And write a blog post. This is one of the best recommendations I got. I was asking in a Facebook group, oh, what can I do to promote my TEDx talk? And somebody suggested, well, how about you writing a blog post, five TEDx talk that makes you inspired and think big or something like that. And I thought, oh, I'll do that. And I wrote the blog post very quickly. I included talks from other people and then my talk as a last inspiration piece. And then I shared it on social media and I also boosted that post. There's so much you can do to get more people to see your TEDx talk. If there's anything that I would have wanted to do differently is actually the name of my talk. The name of my talk is Be Inspired, Think Big, Take Action. But if you think about it for SEO, it's not a smart name. And I wish someone had given me advice on the name. And I'm now giving it to you. I have consulted several other people on their TEDx talk. And I've given them especially this tip on picking a really good name. That it's good for SEO. Think about it this way. YouTube is suggesting that you watch a video. Now, one video says how waking up at 4 a.m. every morning changed my life. And the other video says, be inspired, think big, take action. Which video will you watch? You watch the video that has a very direct call to action or very interesting transformation. Be inspired, think big, take action does not include that. Now, of course, my audience, or if you've been my client for a while or subscriber, you might like this. And I kind of like the title still, but it's not good for SEO. So make sure that your TEDx talk has a good title that is worth sharing because that title determines if someone wants to watch your talk or not. So these were my key points on how you can become a TEDx speaker, how you can land and rock your TEDx talk. I truly hope if that's your dream to be a TEDx speaker, that you will become one. You got to take the first step if nobody's reaching out to you and just file that application. Best of luck. If you're ready for more, not just become a TEDx speaker, but literally transform your life and business, then you are probably ready for a mastermind. Head on over to sigma.com forward slash 282 for more information on the mastermind groups that I offer 
and how you can apply to join one. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode. Thank you.